No, 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 Tell me all the ways that he's gonna mess me up. I got so much radio head. Stuck in my radio head. What up, y'all? It's Constance Patton. Welcome to another episode of Reject. I'm sitting in my mom's basement right now. And hi, how are you? Welcome back. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I took one week off. One of my friends passed away, Dana Elam. And uh, yeah, she was like the leader of the crew on our block. Really fucking tough. So I'm in town right now, kind of for that, but then I ended up coming a week early and it was a movement weekend. If you don't know what the movement in movement is, it is uh, like the Detroit Electronic Music Festival used to be called Zimf, that's what I know it as. So as a teenager, me and my homegirls would go downtown. It was free. You can go downtown and like wild out, just like wild out listening to techno. I mean, they call it EDM now, whatever. House music, which is out of Chicago, but Detroit uh, gave birth to techno. And we were like legit raver kids. So it's really special to be back for this weekend. Super bittersweet. like. Dana was one of the first people, she was like the one that taught us how to be a girl. She was like literally the leader of our crew. She was the oldest one, super sweet, fucking hilarious. And she also was making films and doing um, plays and <clears throat> you know, like I've been in New York doing my thing. She's been, she was here holding it down. So we just lost her, um, shout out to her, to her sister Taryn and her mom Sam and Miss Elam. Her, um, her grandmother, who grew up across the street from my grandmother. So it was me, next door was Alexis, and then there was LaVita, who lived next door to her. Me and my sisters, uh, Kendra, my sister was a big asshole of the group. She'll get mad that I say that, but she can't do nothing to me now. And then um, Dana and Taryn. So, and then there was April and Tamika crew, like homies, that was the block crew. and. She taught me how to like do hair, nails, like we would do sculpture ponytails for no reason. 
like long ass acrylics. Like I straight up am about to get some acrylics right now, which I have not done in years, but I'm like, okay, pay homage to, to the uh, home team. So yeah, this is, uh, this episode is for Dana. Thanks for teaching me how to be a girl and tell stories and be funny and all that stuff. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm like in my mom's basement right now. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's pretty fancy down here. And Detroit's great. Like, it's so weird now. It's, like, so different. But basically, I'm doing a four-part series of Welcome to Detroit. And the first one, I'm kicking off with the amazing Elzai. Elzai was uh, part of Slum Village. He's had this amazing solo career. Uh, he was on, like, One Below and The Breakfast Club with Dwele. And he worked with Wajid and Nick Speed and Dilla. Uh, he said that Dilla was the first person actually paid him, paid him for one of his verses. And, you know, he's like really a staple of Detroit hip hop. If you don't know who he is, please look him up. He's a, he's a fucking legend. To me, he's my favorite MC. He's the best. He's better than everyone else's and, and uh, arguably so. And I think like uh, uh, his homeboy, who's a, who I got to actually interview, for, that'll be on the, another part of this series that's four part about Detroit. Um, Nick Speed, he said it was Royce, Eminem, which Paris said, and I agree with you, Paris, and and Elzai. I mean, like, some of the stuff this guy says is crazy. So I grew up a longtime fan, going to hip-hop shows. Like, me and my sisters had one ID. We went to downtown Detroit. We got one-ass ID, and we would share this one ID, and, and, like, literally, like, the youngest person goes first. And the ID was, like, my name. It said, like, Connie Patton on it. And I think like the movie Black Hawk Down had come out, so this is I'm aging myself. Um, and I like my sister would go in and be like Connie Patton, and then like our other sister would go in and be like Connie Patton, and then I would go in, and they usually I mean once it got taken I think in Chicago or whatever, but it was a pretty good fake. We would go to Canada, all that stuff, wilding out, get drinks, get smoked, and we would go to like the Dim the electronic the Electronic Music Festival. Sorry, I'm like tripping over my words. I'm over here drinking this Crown Royal Maple. Not sponsored, but I would be. And I'm um, just kind of like chilling right now. So what are you doing? How are you? Have you been to Detroit? You gonna come here like everyone else? Cool. Just make sure you, you don't take over. Like they did in Brooklyn. All right, I'm gonna stop right now. No, but there is a definitely, um, Detroit is way different. I was riding around my friend E yesterday and I was like, wow, like, when I, moved to the, when I moved to New York, the one thing that stood out to me was the fact that every single place was used. Like, every, every storefront, every single one was used. And it's weird because now, because of the economic situation, you know, we live in a fascist fucking country and we have for a long time, don't fight me. Um, you know, economics are a lot different right now. And, you know, in New York, there's a lot of empty spaces, but, when I was downtown yesterday, there were no empty spaces. And I'm like, whoa, it's super fucking white. Like, I never saw this before. Uh, I was here for the Contact High exhibition, which has been moving around. You know, I'm, I am um, part of that peripherally dealing with the, uh, the King of New York photograph, Baron Claiborne's photograph. They showed the film that went along with the, the book. It's a short documentary that was made. Uh, and it's really beautiful. It was at MoCAD. It was dope. I ran into all these old heads. Corona was there. She was on episode three. I'm going to try to get her back on here. And um, it was great. Like, Vicky Toback knows a bunch of my old friends, so it's, it's super cool. But 
Yeah, it was like riding around and going to like we stayed at the found. She stayed at the Foundation Hotel. I just went and had lunch with her, and it was wild. Like, um, uh, movement had like, I mean, I first of all, I like disclaimer. I didn't go in because there you gotta pay for tickets, and this this guy right here, I don't want to pay for tickets to shit. Um, but there were so many great parties otherwise, and you know, gentrification, I guess. So sure, but it's certainly like. Uh, Detroit downtown is so white, it's weird. But there are, you know, it's also, it's like weird because it's getting, uh, things are getting better in some sense. And there's definitely a lot of artists that are, are here. And I just want to do this series on Detroit. So you can hear some voices from Detroit, from some of us that have, that have been here. I always uh, have the intention of leaving, learning a bunch of stuff, like, and coming back. like oh, I'm going to go to overseas. And I ended up living in New York because I was living overseas. I was living in, in um, Italy, and I spent time in Germany traveling around. I was going to move to Paris. for. I was actually going to do my, my uh, master's there and ended up staying here. But I always have an intention of coming back here, like, oh, I'm going to travel the world and learn all this stuff and come back. And so that's what I'm back doing right now, connecting with people that are doing really great things. And I just wanted to kind of like give a history, a vibe of Detroit through the, through the mouths and the stories and the history and the creation of the people from Detroit. So I have a fantastic series, starting with Elzai, um, Jessica Caremore, a fucking legend. She won the Apollo five times, that is a record, five times. And she was living in Brooklyn for a long time in Atlanta and she came back here. And then I got Nick Speed, whoop whoop, hey, what up though? He has a studio up in the Penobscot building, which is one of the legendary buildings. Um, I think WJLB was up there. That's our, our um, hip-hop and R&B station, Mason in the Morning. Super, super, super classic. And then I got another one coming up. But that's a surprise. That's a surprise. Yeah, so yeah, I'm just the next four episodes are a four-part series about Detroit City through the creators in Detroit City. And um, yeah, let me know what you think. You can shoot me an email, ConstancePatton at gmail.com. Also, don't call me Connie. I know I said that shit. You don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know my mom. But if you know my mom, you can call me that. That's cool. Um, but yeah, like, so I got to sit down and talk with Elzai. Elzai moved to LA, like, <laughs> I mean, in the interview, it was unclear. Maybe four years ago, possibly five. Maybe three. I think about four years. We'll go with the average. And he's out there doing really great things. His music is phenomenal. He started rapping at the age of eight years old and has been doing it ever since. He's like one of the coldest. Like, it's so crazy to see artists and how they work. I mean, I'm super solitary when I'm working on what I'm doing, except for when I was like teaching or whatever, but that was different. And, you know, um, I was chilling with him one day and he was like obsessing over one, one, beat that was like he heard he heard one thing that the producer didn't hear in it and it was like okay well back and forth for like an like an hour or probably longer than that couple hours like going back about the specifics time to slow it down to you know to get the vibe that he wanted so it's super cool to sit there with someone and see their process because you know, sometimes you see your fan, you're like a fan. You're like, oh, I love this this person's work or whatever. You see them painting or creating music. And you just we just hear like 
the the end of it. Like we hear what came out of it. We don't hear the work that's going into it. So I'm I'm very honored to have gotten to sit down with him. I've been a fan since I was a teenager. One time I ran into him when I was like, I think I was still living in New York. Oh, well, I live in New York now. Blech, duh. Um, I was in New York and I came here to visit, came to Detroit to visit, and I was with my mom and my grandmother. We went to the sushi spot in Royal Oak. And then he walked, like he was like walking out, him and another dude, I don't remember who it was. And I was like, oh shit, mom, it's like Elsa, you know? And I introduced him to my mother and my grandmother, but he doesn't remember that. But that's okay, oh, I get it. I'm just a little people. And um, yeah, it was, it was great. So let me know what you think. Please look out for what he's got coming out. He's got a couple great projects coming out. You can go to just check out his discography. Uh, one of my favorite tracks is, is, it's called But I Love It Here, and it's off of Witness My Growth, which he did with Nick Speed on Libido uh, Sounds. And uh, I want to hear me repity rap. But I love it here. Just think if I wasn't here, my uncles and cousins here, my struggles and come ups here. You sense the trouble near, we bubble, you bubble, we double dare. The block is ours and we don't want to share. Yo, that song is so hard. I did a piece of artwork for it. Like, uh, when, when Uli gave me a, shot, a, a show at Max Fish, I did this like big piece and I was like, I'm thinking of it for years, like I want to do this, but I ain't know him. So um, I shared it with him. When I finally met him, I was like, oh, hey, like, I'm a big fan. I love your work. I made this thing, but I didn't want to publish it because, you know, I don't own the, the words to it. And he was super kind. So actually, I'm going to share that uh, along with the artworks in here. Did a cool illustration of him. He's my friend now. The little me inside is so jealous of No, I said, thanks, girl. Thanks, young Connie. You set me up for right now. So, yeah, I'm going to uh, keep it moving, get into this interview. You know where to reach me at Con Art Studio. That's my personal. F fucking rejects without the U. F C K I N G rejects on Instagram. And I'm going to jump on YouTube really soon. And uh, yeah, go out to Detroit. Like, represent. Don't. Don't be on that takeover shit, though. Like, come and be a part of it. The one thing that I can say is, like, um, there are some, like, house shoes used to have this party called, well, well, first of all, there was three, three, three floors of fun at St. Andrews, which was literally, like, it was, like, techno, rock, and then hip-hop, like, three different floors. And the, the, the vibe in Detroit has been so integrated, and the musics have been so integrated, and, um... You know, if you're going to come here, be a part of it. Like, say hi to your neighbors and stuff like that. And and uh, it's a really friendly place. We used to go to Northern Lights and, like, Earl Flynn the whole time. It was great. Really great stuff coming out of this city. I'm very proud to be here. I love you very much. Let me know about your rejections. Were you ever rejected? Did you ever do something you didn't think you were going to do? Did someone tell you no, but it didn't end up being yes? Did you get to make a podcast? I don't know. Do you paint? What do you do? Do you sit in your mom's basement drinking her Crown Royal? I do. All right, let's get into this shit. Let's do the show. I love you very much. Shoot me a line, constantpatton.com, at fucking rejects. Yeah. What up, though? And also, go, go, go listen to some radio. No, 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 no. Business. 
Gonna get all in your business. I have all these questions. <laughs> okay, let me see if I can hear you. Yeah, pull it a little closer to you. A little more closer? Yeah, hold on. I try to pull it closer. That's fine. Okay, try it now. Yo, yo, yo. Hi. Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> you have such a good voice. Oh, what? You have a voice made for radio, yeah. Wow, good looking. Hi. What's up? Hi, Ozai. Thanks <laughs> for coming good? to my oh, show. Thanks. Hey, it's a pleasure. Hello, everybody. This is Constance Patton. Welcome back to my show, Fucking Rejects. <laughs> I got my good friend here, Elzai from Detroit. Woo, woo, woo. What's up? What's up? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. And we're in LA on the land of opportunity mm. and sunburns. What brought you here? Work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, just trying to, you know, excel in my career pretty much. So... Mm -hmm. I felt like this was the place to do it. So I came out here like a few years ago. And uh, yeah, been doing my thing ever since. You like it? Yeah, I do. I do. You know, how could you not like the the hot weather, the beaches, all uh, the, the wonderful places to eat? It's, it's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been here? Uh, Like a few years, like maybe like three years, four only three or four years? Yeah. I, oh, you fit right in. I thought you'd been <laughs> in maybe like five or yeah, something six years. like that. Yeah. Okay, that's dope. Yeah. Well, thanks for your time and coming out here. I'm a huge fan. Okay. I've been a fan for a very long time. Okay. The little girl in me, the teenage girl that snuck into all your shows, is going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> word, word. With one ID, me word. and all my sisters. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, thanks. For coming, um, how yeah. you like it out here? It's dope. I I was supposed to leave already. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I was supposed to leave okay. twice. Yeah, I love LA. I mean, it's it's well, yeah, the sun, the weather, that's a given. But mm -hmm. it's just a really different energy from where I come from and where I live. Okay, it's way different. Yeah, it's so chill. It's just kind of chill. Is um, that a good or a bad thing? It's good. It's good. Okay. I guess I need to chill. Okay. Some kids bringing me out here. Um, New York has zero chill. Mm. It's like yeah, it's very fast paced out there. Uh huh. It's fun. It takes. It's a lot of energy. I do need that, but now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, what? I need to balance. Like I need to have a balance because I love New York. I don't ever see myself like dipping mm -hmm. or not being involved there. I I really, lo I love New York. New York it's is crazy dope. out there. Yeah. But it's different here. Yeah, it's, it's a lot different. Is I'm the, so uh, the traffic, is it the same or different? It's different, but a lot. They both suck terribly. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> right. Like, they're both awful. Yeah. But um, here, yeah, you drive and it's like farther distances. There it feels like far distances, but you didn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So here you might fuck around and go like 11 miles, actually. There it might seem like you went 11 miles, but it was like two miles. Mm -hmm. Like, I think um, like where my niece Brooklyn, she's in gymnastics, and they she goes from Bushwick to Williamsburg, and those neighborhoods are next to each other, and it takes an hour. Okay. Well, because of the traffic, right? Like on a Friday afternoon, it's, it's an hour, and it must be like three miles. It's not even. So mm -hmm. it's different, but it's different. I like it. That's dope. You know, 
it's cool. It's uh, all these artists out here. So that's really, I love that. Yeah. I love being in places where it's just a ton of artists running around. So I, I love New York for that. But here it's, I didn't really think of it as much. And now everyone I meet is a creative. I'm like, oh, yeah, right, because I'm in L.A. Right. Do you um, know a lot of people here? A few people from the from the crib. Yeah. Yeah, from Detroit. Who? Uh, my friend, uh, 14KTs from Michigan. What up? Yeah, yeah. I was actually talking to him yesterday, man. Um, but it's a gang of people out here from the mm-hmm. crib, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I met a, f- a few people that I consider my friends, uh, a couple people I know. Um, my manager's out here. Kareem Riggins is out here. Oh, he is? Yeah. What up? Yeah, 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 yeah. My man Chris Dave is out here. Nice. Uh, one of the best drummers in the world. And yeah, yeah, it's a few people I know. Are um all your friends artists? Uh they're doing something. Mm-hmm. Like even the people that I met out here that I consider my my friends, like my man Link and uh my man Mr. Otray. Uh Otray does like clothing. Mm-hmm. So he got a clothing line. What's the name which of it? Which is dope. Uh Otray Apparel. I you saw I've seen you wearing that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah, With yeah, the, yeah, cool, it was like a cool. rose. Skull, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like That's one of the pieces. Goth, yeah, like hip hop goth. Yeah, yeah, Beautiful. yeah. It's one of the pieces. And then my man Link, you know, he does. Um, he's an actor. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So he he does movies and uh, TV shows. And then uh, you know, my man Paige, man, I've been knowing Paige for years, man, since like Cody High School. Uh, he's from Detroit too. He's also and an he's actor. Out here? Paige Kennedy, yeah. Hi, Paige. What yeah, up, though? That's my dog right there. That's that's the shit. You know a lot of people out here. Yeah, a few people. Well, a lot of I guess it makes sense because like if you're in Detroit, you know, you're making art, you gotta leave. Uh-huh. You know, when when did you leave? When's the first time you left? Um, well, I, the first time I left uh like to actually go anywhere, um, was to DC. Mm-hmm. And I went to uh a convention, a hip hop convention. And I was there with my crew. This was like early 90s. Um, and we went to a hip-hop convention, met like Common, met like uh, Mo's Def before I knew who he was. Uh, what year was that? Man, I want to say it was like 96 or like 97 or something like that. How old were you? Uh, man, I was still young. Like I still was, I, I want to say like a... Like, like eighteen, maybe seventeen, or something like that. Um. Anyway, we went to that spot, and then uh, the the second time I left was in New York. I went, I flew to New York because uh, uh, Paul Rosenberg uh, flew me out. Eminem's manager. Okay. And uh, I went out there and I cut a record with the Alchemist. Like that nice. was the first time I did that. And uh, yeah, yeah, and then um. The next time I left, it was it was with Slum. That's the shit. Yeah. So, um, how old were you when you joined Slum? How that happened? Uh, uh, Slum popped off when um, <laughs> me and YG, like this this guy named YG. Hi YG, I love oh, you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dope. Um, me and YG was working. We had like songs, and I guess he played the songs for T three, and T three T three thought it was dope. And so we had a meeting, and T3 wanted to manage me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they were working on a new record, and because he was managing me, he wanted me to, like, 
he wanted me to showcase my talent on a record, you know, as his artist. And um, it just so happens that the records that they were shopping, like, people were asking about the records with me on there. They're like, who's that new kid? <laughs> How old are you? Like... Uh, early twenties, maybe okay. like maybe like twenty one or something like that, nice. and um, and then uh, yeah, Capital bit, and um, I guess they they wanted all all three of us, me by ten and T three, and that's how I got in the group. Okay. Yeah. All right. And what what year was that? Uh, I want to say that was like uh, like early two thousands. Okay. Yeah. That's the shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was dope. It was dope. Well, Capital um, was dope. Yeah. That, that's when I that's when I got my first taste of LA. Was uh coming out here and, and visiting the Capitol building. Did you think you were gonna come back and, and spend time here like you are now? Uh as I came back out this way, I'm like, I, I kinda wanna move out here. Okay. I might have been like the only person out of the camp that felt that way at the time. Um but black, yeah, black milk is out here too. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, y'all got a whole yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, black out here. But, but yeah, um, yeah, I just knew off the, like, you know, like, just the, the weather and, like, how I was introduced to L.A. that I would want to live out here one day. Okay. And here you are. I'm here, man. Yeah. You're in there. Yeah. So, um, I definitely want to talk about Slum Village. That's, like, my shit. Mm-hmm. But we'll come back there. Okay. Let's back it up. Okay. All the way to the <laughs> bottom. Back it up. Okay. How old are you? 34, 32? You don't got to tell me. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I won't. <laughs> okay. You're grown. You're grown as fuck. Right. Um, where you come from? Where I come from? Yeah. Tell me about where you come from. Uh, I come from Detroit, man. Uh, Detroit, Michigan. I was born in Detroit. Uh, grew up off of uh, 12th Street, Lawrence. Uh, Rosa Parks Boulevard, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 area where the riots were hitting back in the day. Like, um, my grandma said she could see the actual riots popping off, like on the porch, yeah. um, when it was happening. Um, yeah, uh, Detroit. Um, I'm, I'm I, I I come from. Um, I don't know, man. Like, like my my grandma and them, they came from Atlanta, mm-hmm. and they and they moved from Atlanta to Detroit because they were trying to get work. Uh, born, uh, I was I was born from a, a Tony Levine Powers. That's my mom's. Mm-hmm. Um, never really knew my didn't know my biological like that. Uh, real close with my stepfather. Uh, Raymond Powers. So Raymond's your dad. Yeah, yeah Ray- Raymond is my dad, uh, and Powers is my last name because of Raymond. Raymond Powers. Yeah. Good name. Yeah, yeah, very good name. That's very, a really very, cool name. Very, very good, very good guy too. Mm-hmm. I love him. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. You got Detroit siblings? City. Yeah, yeah. Um, my my little brother, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Jamar Powers. He also doing his thing. Also rapping. Mm-hmm. Pretty good at He's what he's doing. Yep, in the D. You guys make music together. We did like one song together, and I we're we're we're, we're gonna do another song this year. But I don't know why he didn't why put it out. Why you don't do music together? He might be nervous. Like, well, is he? You're a phenomenal writer. Is he like? <laughs> like but you know what's crazy? Like but you know, yeah. I mean, he's dope. Yeah, like, sure. like he he uh 
he never, um, I mean, he doesn't sound like me. Uh-huh. You right. know what I'm saying? So he's dope Different. with it. Yeah, he's pretty dope. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we got one song. I just, and I thought the song was dope. He just never put it out. But uh-huh. but we're going to do another one. And uh, hopefully puts it out this year. He's doing his thing, man. Hey, that's it. Yeah, he, he also... Uh, he also throws this event called uh, uh, Hip Hop and Video Games, okay. or Video Games and Hip Hop. It might be either one. Where is that at? Uh, he usually throws it like downtown in downtown Michigan. Downtown Michigan? Uh, yeah, I mean downtown Detroit. Oh, okay. Sorry about like, that. Yeah, and, downtown um, Detroit. Yeah, and uh, like at different spots. Yeah, different spots. Okay. Yeah. So he got one coming up this year. You gonna go? I don't know if I'm being a city. But if I was if I was in the city, I'd show up. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. You like video games? Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm a I'm a I'm a video game. What do you like? Man. Donkey Kong, <laughs> uh, Pac Man. I like all that. Um, I mean, I started off with like Donkey Kong, Pac Man, and uh, video games like a uh, Street Fighter, mm-hmm. Double Dragon, That's and all fun. that. And uh, now I just like video games that that kind of walk that line of like. Storybook and and cinema. Like what? Um, Zelda. Yeah, Zelda is one <laughs> of them. I like Zelda. I like I like The Last of Us. Okay. It's a dope video game, like a, a zombie apocalypse type. Um, one of my favorites from last year was a uh, God of War. That was okay. pretty dope. But uh, yeah, I'm a game head. Okay. Yeah. That's the shit. Yeah. You play games on your phone? Uh, not really. No. Not so much. If I'm in my phone, it's pretty much to handle some business or mm-hmm. or get or get some music off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, are there a lot of musicians in your family? Uh, no, not that I know of. Um, my mother used to sing, mm-hmm. but she never went to the studio to record anything. But so. she still was singing. So you. you yeah, yeah. Did that I'm, influence you? Um, I think the music that she was playing influenced me. You know, like I used to, um, I used to go downstairs because that's where they had like the record player at one point, and uh, I used to go through her uh, records and used to like look at the covers of the records. Like she used to have um, Sugar Hill Gang. I used to love the way that looked. It looked like the way Sugar Hill looked. It looked like just a bunch of balloons, like, 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 like how like a. Um, a person who knows how to make like balloon animals, like seemed like a bunch of balloons was just tied together to make that. And what? I used to like the way that looked. What do you mean? It looked like balloons, like the 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 Sugar Hill logo. Oh, okay. On the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it looked like balloons and I used to like looking at that. Like a very skilled clown. Like a very skilled clown <laughs> created the music. Yeah. Created the yeah. actual uh Sugar Hill. So I used to like that. Um she had Evelyn Champagne King. She had uh, Luther Vandross, like uh, Thriller, which was another cover I used to love. You know the Thriller house is out here. The who? The Thriller house, the house that was in the, the music video. Thriller. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It's like um, it, near Echo Park. I don't just, I don't know L.A. I'm not just okay, like, oh, okay. Echo Park. Okay, I just yeah, know because yeah, yeah, I went yeah. over there. My friend showed me and I looked at the map. It's like near Echo Park. Oh wow! But yeah, it was like in a historic neighborhood. Yeah. Did you go see it? Okay. It's okay. Cool. So it's open to the public to it's walk just, in. Well, I think someone might live there. Like it's just a house. Oh okay. Yeah, okay. I don't think that it's. I don't know. I'm surprised. I'm surprised someone. 
don't know. I'm surprised someone hasn't done it like that. Like, like a museum. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> they could. They might. That's what they did to uh, Barry Gordy's old spot. Yeah. That. Have you been there like recently? Not recently. As an adult? Uh, yeah, as an adult yeah. I have, but not recently. When's the last time you went? Uh, Maybe like six, seven years ago. That's kind of recent. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, guess. I hadn't gone for, since I was a kid, we went, of course, for field trips every year. But I went as an adult. Like, I took a friend there from Germany who wanted to go. I was like, oh, yeah, we do have this thing here. Yeah. And it was amazing. Did you do the tour? So amazing. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. It's crazy, like, when you get to the end of the tour and they put you in that room, mm-hmm. like, the last place is that room, and it's like a piano in there, and... uh it's like a picture of that same room with that piano in there, but it got a uh, Stevie Wonder and uh, right because that was his piano. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, and I think Smokey Robinson, and it's like a a, a energy in that room, Did like a creative energy. <laughs> no, I just like it. I remember going there with my man Nick Speed. Like that's that's another one of my close friends, and I remember just being high off that energy when we left, and it. Probably last for like a week. Wow. Did it yeah. inspire you? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I always try to make it out there when I can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that place is dope. When I was there, we were on the tour, and then I started talking to the docents, you know, like those the old dudes that have just been working there, kind of like volunteering. Yeah. They know a lot of stuff, too. Okay, okay. Well, because they were there, a lot of them were like around. They grew up in the neighborhoods. And it was such a difference than the people doing the tour because they're like very polished, like literally Motown stars. Yeah. You know, taking on this tour, these super like energetic kids. It was dope. And then when I'm talking to these older cats, they're like, oh yeah. And that's how, that's, he's the one that told us about like that, that garage. It was like a garage that the studio was in that they made all those, that music. Mm-hmm. And that Stevie Wonder donated his um, piano and like all, yes. It's crazy. They yeah. uh, across the street was like a building that they used for like choreography. You know about that? Yeah. 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 So that's dope. I didn't go in there. You went in? No, it? I didn't. I didn't go in there actually. But they they showed us. Yeah. And um, this I mean, just the history is crazy. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's that's crazy that that's a part of like where I come from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, how they was making the music, like how they was pulling people off the street. Right. Like random people to come in there just mm-hmm. to clap or like stump they they feet or something like that. So mm-hmm. that was dope. Detroit's got a lot of soul. Yeah, man. I, I think that's part of. I think that's another reason why. I don't know. That might have been part of the reason why I wanted to do music. Maybe I don't know. It's just the energy that's floating through the city. Like it's a, it's a, it's like it felt like an electrical current or whatever, just floating through the city. When did you pick up on that? How how young were you? Um, when I was seven or eight, yeah. I picked you up on it. it. Yeah, I mean, I just remember, like, just the vibe. But, I mean, just, you know, music was, like, a big deal, you know? And I remember, yeah. uh, I remember seeing, like, my older cousins and people on the block, like, breakdancing or whatever. Uh, to Planet Rock and a, and a lot of techno music. Mm-hmm. And, um... I don't know. I was intrigued. It made me want to break dance. Can you break dance? <laughs> Not no more. Could you before? Yeah. I, you well, could do tricks and stuff? Well, I used to know how to do, I used to know how to crab, you know what I'm saying? And uh, What's that? 
uh, where you um, where you like put your elbows into like into like your chest and like hold yourself up. Oh, on, like like you're on the floor, and you lift yourself up with your elbows and your chest, and, and you're walking down. Yeah, your face is down, and like you walk and like. Frontwards and backwards. Oh, it's with your hands. Like the, uh, yeah, with your legs up. Pose, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I don't know, or the crawl or some shit. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. can do that. Uh, I I used to know how to do that. Uh. Um, you know, and like back spinning and all that, and up rocking. You know, what I'm really? saying I wasn't the best, but, but like you were out here breaking. <laughs> I wasn't the best, but uh, yeah. So when you start um like making music, where you just you were seven or eight years old. Was that when? Well, eight is when I started like wanting to, you know, wanting to rap. You know, I saw my older cousin Chris Bud rapping. Um, <laughs> Chris Bud was the man on the block. Like all the all the all the little kids looked up to him. Yeah. And uh, I remember hearing him rap to the instrumental of "Do What You Like" by um, Digital Underground. Mm-hmm. And it was just being circulated through the hood like that. And I was just like, oh, that's amazing. Killed it. And I think that's what pushed me over the edge to, like, want to freestyle. And <laughs> and so I started freestyling, and I wrote my first rhyme, and then the rest it? is history. <laughs> uh, I figure like a nigga popped a gun and hold the trigger. The gun is loaded, 12 gauge, I hold it. The bomb exploded, one sucker corroded, and I just won't stop till my. <laughs> I forget. You was eight? <laughs> yeah, I was eight. Wait, <laughs> Wait a minute. You were eight? Yeah. <laughs> you were saying corroded? Yeah, I said corroded. I don't know where. <laughs> I don't think I knew that word. I, I, don't like know, I don't know where that came from. Corroded. You remember more of it? I think that might be it. Just it won't just stop like, till my something pop. Make uh, making sure that you weak and I forget how I said. Oh, it. Damn, you was coming for them like little, hey, little babies. Excuse me, everybody in the schoolyard. I got something to say. <laughs> were you the only one rapping that early, or were you got friends? Y'all was like, uh, yeah. I, you know what? I, you know, I, back then I was real close with my cousin David. You know, we used to hang tight. And um, before rapping, we used to act like, you know, we used to be, like, big fans of this TV show called The Monkees. Okay. And uh, in his basement, he had, like, a bar, and it was, like, bar stools. Mm-hmm. And we used to just act like the mob. I used to act like one of the bar stools was the drums, and I'd be beating on the drums. Oh, and, he, and, you know, and he'll act like he playing the guitar or whatever. And so when I started rapping... I'm not sure if he was, his heart was all the way into it like that. <laughs> you were eight. <laughs> <laughs> my heart may not have been into it. <laughs> but, he, but he was rapping. I feel like, you know, it was like, okay, cool. He rapping, I'm going to rap. And so, uh, and so, boom. It's like I kind of had like maybe like the neighborhood rapping, like all the kids in the neighborhood rapping. <laughs> and we used to call ourselves uh, Motor City Breakdown. Nice. Yeah. Were you rapping and breakdancing? No, 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 no. It was just from okay. from rapping. Well, at least for me, yeah. It just kind of took over for me. You know what I'm saying? I used to like playing basketball. Like, used to like playing football. Like, football was my favorite. Mm-hmm. But then when I started rapping, I kind of like 
Oh, that like went out the window. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the shit. You had yeah. a, a new sport. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah, we uh yeah, we, we might have wrote, me and my cousin David might have wrote like a couple songs. I remember it was like around that time, it was like this, uh, <laughs> this is dumb. I love dumb shit, whatever. <laughs> uh, we, uh, it was like around this, around this time, it was like this Campbell Soup commercial. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was like this jingle they had, it was like a, like do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. So we kind of used to do that, like we kind of put our arms around each other, like kind of had like this little routine where we like went from side to side with our arms around hey. each other. It was the do 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 That's were you rapping to that or? You, yeah, 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 we was make we was make like like one to do one one to do the noise and we I, <laughs> you know the other would rap to it and the other one do the noise and you know what I'm saying. We take turns rapping to that that sound or whatever. Can we do it now? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know I was gonna ask you that? <laughs> no, <laughs> we don't have to do that. Uh-uh. But I really want to. <laughs> but, no. but we can't because I can't put my arm around you. Cause you right, just, right. Because and I'm bad at freestyling, uh, man. You ain't. You're bad at freestyling. What are you talking about? Man, I used to know how to freestyle. So you right now? Yeah. What's the difference? Well, freestyling is like off the top of the head, like like without writing anything. You know, you just kind of saying the first thing to come to your head and you making it rhyme. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like a skill. And because I loved it back in the day, I always practiced it. So I was always good at freestyling. Like I could freestyle for like, like if you had let me, I could freestyle for like 30 minutes, like an hour or something like that. Um. People used to be like, okay, L, you know what I'm saying? I used to freestyle on the back of the bus. Like, we go to the mall. I'm freestyling at the mall. Like, wow. I'm starting all these ciphers. And so when you came around, they're like, oh, here this nigga go. <laughs> about to, I mean, I mean, I mean. pull out the, the people I mean, that wanted to freestyle with you? They, they dug it. They dug Like, they dug it. Like, here's the thing. Everybody wanted to do it. I just, like, when they, when they wanted to stop doing it, I was still trying to do okay. it. Yeah, so that's what it was. Okay. But uh, I made a name in the city freestyling, like going to open mics and all that. We knew who you were. Okay, well, okay, um, okay. Yeah, because I'm a little younger than you. I'm, t- uh-huh. I'm um, 21. Okay. <laughs> My birthday was last week. I believe it. Yeah, thank you. You're very kind. <laughs> Happy belated. Thanks. <laughs> I can't tell if I'm with these eyes all the years Um, but yeah, we I'm a huge fan. We used to go to like Mahogany. Well, that was really the spot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mahogany was dope. Yeah. Yeah. So when Poetry, well, poetry. Yeah. Where else did you go? Where were you? Uh I was at the Mahogany. I was at uh one two one two. Um, you remember that? Mm-mm. One two one two was like I think it was a gym or something, because it had like a a, a a boxing ring like in the middle of the floor or whatever and people used to hop in the ring and, and rap. It was a venue? I don't it wasn't it was a venue. A it, I think it was a gym. Like oh. I mean I only went there like rap a couple anywhere, times. <laughs> but it was a ring. I guess it made sense if, if you were talking about battling and you got a ring or whatever uh-huh. or whatever. But was, would you guys battle rap up in the ring? Uh I've seen people do it. I didn't do it. That's very dramatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean you had that place. You had the Fat House. <laughs> the Fat House was crazy. Um, you had Ebony Showcase. Uh, 
You had uh, what's another one? Um, Poor Me Cafe. You you know about that? Mm-mm. Okay, that was another poetry spot. St. Andrews, of course. Yeah. Um, My first apartment was around the block from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. St. Andrews place. was the joint. Um, the Buddha Lounge, yep, Oslo, uh, Northern Lights. Yeah, Northern Lights. That was like when I left. Detroit, that yeah, was yeah. the spot. Yeah, I just yeah, see you yeah. up in there. Yeah, yeah, Northern Lights was dope. And then, um, man, the infamous hip hop shop. That was that. Yeah. That was that spot right there. So, um, how'd you get into? What were you doing after that? You like now you were rapping in the back of the bus, doing all your stuff. Uh-huh. What was the next step? Well, what happened was, um, so I was I was battling cats. I mean, in school, like that's what the that's what the thing was. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm still young. Um, uh, people knew me in middle school for like rapping, mm-hmm. and uh, one of my friends, Dion, who was a part of the group Seven Mile, uh, he what was in up, he was in a, he was in a great he was he was a great after me I mean before me, mm-hmm. and um so he left and went to like ninth, and I was still like in the eighth, and uh he was like, look man, when you get when you get to Cody, man. I'm gonna give you all these names of these dudes who rapping, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you all these names. Really? Though you gotta battle them. You know you what I'm saying? You a hit list? Yeah, he gave me a hit list, like on some Kill Bill type shit. And so uh, when I got up in Cody, I was looking for everybody. And um, you wait. So wait a minute. You was a freshman. Yeah, I was a freshman. And you had a hit list? I had a hit list. I mean, because I don't know. Like, I just, you know, it was crazy, man. At the time, you know, and no disrespect to, like, any of the rappers that came before me. Like, much respect because I love Smiley. I love DMW, B-Def and Poncho. Um, uh, Man, I'm trying to, what's what's, a J to the D. I love all them cats. Mm Mm-hmm. I just I just didn't like the quality what? of the videos. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And when I looked at the quality of the videos on the West Coast and on the East Coast, and at the time I was like a real big East Coast fan, mm-hmm. even though like before that I was a huge West Coast fan. I think mm-hmm. like like one of my first cassette tapes that I bought was uh, America's Most Wanted, uh, uh, Ice Cube. Nice. And uh, Cube was like my favorite rapper. Yeah. And it took this dude named Lyndon Joyce in middle school to to bring me back to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And uh he gave me a cassette tape of a group called Leaders of the New School. Yeah, and, they're so dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so uh at first I didn't get it. I'm, I was like, man, what the hell is this? You know what I'm saying? And then when I lived with it, I was like, oh, this shit is dope. Yeah. And then it brought me back to the East Coast. So I think around that time it was like you know, and plus everybody was kind of like, and I love Esham too. Esham is cool, but everybody was like trying to emulate Esham. And Esham is a, another Detroit rapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was trying to sound like him, and so I don't know. I just thought it was whack. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I need to go to New York. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I mean, shit, like I'm I'm taking out all these cats. It's like, like I didn't think it was like talent like that, like at at all at that time. And so, yeah, I was a freshman, and I went to Cody High School, and I was looking for people. And uh, one, the first person on my hit list was Paige, Paige Kennedy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, your friend now, <laughs> one of your besties. Yeah, and uh, 
And I, I remember, like, I don't, I, you know, I don't remember how I knew what classroom he was in. Like, that is like a blur right now. Yeah. I just, I found out where he was at, and we waited till he got out of class. It was me and my man, Fess Rock. Yeah. Who I know, who I still know to this day. And uh, they all got out of class, and I saw Paige. And at that time, I was mad short, mad skinny. And Paige was like this huge, like he like like he was like a like a jock or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like like cocky or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, you Paige Kennedy, man. He's like, yeah, who are you? I'm like, yo, man, I want to battle you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and he got the laughing, you know what I'm saying? Like like what? Like you know, like like laughing, like not taking me serious. And I think he just laughed it off and like like walked away or whatever. How but, old was he? Um, he was young too, man. He had to, he had to be, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like, I don't know, uh, 15, 14. I don't but know. But he was in a, uh, he was older than he you. He was older than okay. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, he heard, he, but, but once he started, like words started getting around that I was doing my thing and he had to give me respect. And then, <laughs> yeah. so he saw it for himself and was like, yo, he, he gave it up. Wait, so did he, he like, made you go see everyone else first? And he's like, I'm the big boss. Like, <laughs> he actually just laughed it off. Like, like he couldn't believe this freshman. Like, like, and I guess at the time, I didn't even really seem like I, like I didn't look like I was supposed to be in the ninth grade. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? At the time. So he really not taking me serious. You look like you were like, yeah, when you're in the ninth grade... Like a little boy. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, I, so I probably was still looking like I was supposed to be in the six or something or the seven, but but he wasn't really taking me serious like that till he heard me. He was like, okay, I gotta mm -hmm. give him, his, I gotta give him his props. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's my people's likes. Like, but anyway, um, so the next step, you know, it wasn't really a next step. It was just more like, man, I gotta get out of here, man, because right. I, because I was. Cause I was, you know, I was battling people left and right in the stalls and the hallways, like outside, like I, you know, I'm like, man, I gotta get out of here, man. I gotta go to New York. And then it was this dude named Jekyll, mm -hmm. uh, and a guy named Shelby that kept talking about this place called the Hip Hop Shop. And you know, we we heard it a couple times. It yeah. was me and Michael. I had like a little crew at the time. Uh, me, Fest Rock, this had dude a name? named Yeah, we was called Fod, Fingers of Death. Me, nice. Fest Rock. My man Mischief and this dude named E. Phil, which is a life spell backwards. Um, and so we was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then it was just like one day they just kind of came by like in the van and was like, yo, we going to the hip hop shop. I'm like, okay, cool. So we go to the hip hop shop and uh, it, it was an open mic that happened at this spot. Really, it was a clothing store owned by Maurice Malone and... Uh, and uh, from 4 to 6 on Saturday was an open mic. Okay. And so we kind of waited until, you know, it got popping. So I guess we, like, walked in, like, around 5, but we pulled up, like, around 4.30 mm -hmm. or, like, 4. And we was just in the van, like, bumping the roots, like, smoking weed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, just talking yeah. shit. Yeah, shit. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we go up in there, you know. And uh, the first person I see up in there is uh, O.B. Trice. Oh, shit. Yeah, I see Opie Trice and Proof was there, nice. and man, the rest is history. I fell in love with that place and uh, and made a name for myself from that spot. Yeah, 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 that's amazing. Yeah. So is that is that what like launched everything you've done so far? Mm. I would say, um, 
I would say not only myself, but like Eminem, yeah. uh, you know, Slum, Fat Cat, uh, Guilty Simpson. Um, Was Corona there? Uh, I remember seeing Corona, and I left this place. I don't know why I did, but I remember seeing Corona in Hamtramck at a place called The Lush. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I remember seeing her. Was it Lush Lounge? It was Lush Lounge. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was I, Lush yeah. Lounge, and, and, like, they did open mic there, too. I never okay. got on an open mic there for some reason, but they open mic, that started after the hip-hop shop ended, okay. and it kind of carried the torch. And that's and that's where cats like the Fat Killers, and that's really when you heard, like, uh, Guilty Simpson and the Dreadnoughts and... And um yeah. and cats like that, yeah. Yeah, all that shit I love. Yeah, that shit was dope. So cool. That's really dope. Um, I remember like when I was introduced to that whole all the things that were happening in Detroit with hip hop because I just knew like what was on the radio. So, you know, Biggie, Tupac, Fawn Pepper, like all that stuff. And then Oh, yeah, you know, like, what was on the radio? What was on the radio? And it was dope. The music on the radio was great. It was like Wu-Tang and shit. Right, right, right. Um, And then I was, like, on a senior trip. I just was, like, on the senior trip. I was, like, not in school at this point. I was just, like, on the trip. Yeah. And my friend Davida's boyfriend, Jeff, was playing something. And it was like, I don't know. I don't know why the fuck I'm fucking with you. I don't know. And I was like, we were like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell is this? Yeah. You know, I, I guess I was like 16. And then, um, yeah, it was like we were introduced into this whole world of music that was happening in Detroit, which yeah. you were involved in. And um, at that time, you weren't with Slum Village. Because they were, to us, they were like, oh, they're the kings of this shit. You know, like that. Because it, it's so creative. You're working with, well, Dilla and the whole the whole shit. How'd you get introduced to working um, with them? So you worked with Dilla before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I worked with Dilla. The first time I worked with Dilla was through Proof. Um, Proof, uh, he, I guess he wanted to do like a, a song with me and Bazaar. Okay. And so he invited me to come up to the studio, and the beat that he had us write to was a, a Dilla beat. And so we laid it, and it was dope. Um. The hip-hop shop was where I first found out about Slum. Okay. Um, me and this dude named Mario Butterfield used to hang, like, real tight. Mm-hmm. Um, and we used to actually um, go to school together. Like, I had to do, like, a, a, a extra semester. Um, and uh, I didn't want to do it in... I didn't want to do it in Cody High School. Right. So I was like, damn, I need to transfer somewhere else because I, I didn't want to look silly. Like, people knew I was supposed to graduate, yeah, and I didn't graduate. Yeah, so what happened was um, I I made it to where I was... I made it... I, I took it upon myself. I don't even know the... I can't even remember the steps that I took, but I took it upon myself to actually, like, uh, be able to um, make it to where I was able to, like, go to Henry Ford High School, and that's where Mario was. And I knew Mario from the hip-hop shop, but okay. we got, like, real cool, like, once we started going to school together. And he used to bump Slum like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, like Mario was, like, a huge fan of Slum. And I, I didn't even know who they was like that. And um, he was playing stuff that that 
I feel like a lot of if you're not from Detroit, you probably not gonna know what these okay. songs are. Uh, he was playing a song called Mountaintop and uh, Ooh Wee, and I think people know about Pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it was like it was probably like a, a nice amount of songs that only like a few people heard. I'm sure you know YG. YG heard all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Mario was the one that put me up on slumming, and I got I finally got a chance to meet Dilla, and um, Dilla knew about my crew because we were up in a hip hop shop. Yeah, he knew your work. Um, I don't think he knew my work. It, as far as like outside of the shop, I don't think he heard any of my songs. Okay. But um, he just knew how you know he he heard me on an open mic and he heard me do my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hooked up with Dilla around that time, and I was able to get like a beat for like me and my crew from Dilla. Oh yeah. Yeah nice. yeah, and uh, we recorded to it and everything, and then but. It ended up being taken, you know what I'm saying? D'Angelo ended up taking it. What song? Uh, it was for the Dreamy Eyes remix. Oh. Yeah. So, so, so peep that, look that okay, up. Okay, wait. Hold on, let me write it down. Yeah. It's, um, yep, Dreamy Eyes remix. The beat was dope, too. It was real dope. And at the time, I didn't understand it because I'm, like, young. I didn't understand business. I, I, I ain't going to lie. I was kind of... I was kind of feeling some kind of way behind that. Were you feeling rejected? <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, but we resolved. We, we resolved yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Like, rest in peace, Dilla. R.I.P. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, One of the greatest to ever do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously, really good dude. How was that working with him? Oh man, it's it's magical. It was magic. It was, it was. It was. I mean, it was like, you know, he used to work up at a place uh, called Studio A a lot, mm-hmm. um, and you'll go up in that spot and you'll actually see uh, all the people who recorded out of there that that got plaques. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you'll see plaques with a uh, uh, like water for chocolate on the wall. Yeah, because he was doing like crazy. He was shit. doing crazy <laughs> yeah. stuff, man. It was wild. Yeah. Like Eric about do all that. Uh huh. And. Um, yeah, you be in the studio, and he'll just knock out a beat in five minutes. Like in front of you? In front of you. Are you serious? It's crazy. So it was and, like... And, 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 and how he did it, it wasn't just like... It was a. It was like... <laughs> it was just crazy. It was like, it's like he'll do the drums, and then he'll like sit and pause for a second, and then, you know, look through his crate of records, and then pull a record out, and go to the exact space where he wanted to like sample like he already what? knew like like he could like 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 when he was pausing like I just imagine him like going through like his mental Rolodex or like mm-hmm. albums and and what was on different albums and like like oh yeah I want to get this sound from here and boom 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 like that's the way it looked like to me and it was like five minutes like it was just like it was like boom, you know, five minutes of beat that wow. that'll last forever. And then I remember one time he made a beat. He didn't really stop there. Like he went in the booth and like did some effects or whatever. Like and with, his the, vocals with his vocals, with his vocals, yeah, did some vocal oh, effects. Yeah. Threw that in the track a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like threw some sirens in there. Like you know what songs those are? You got your uh, well, at, well, well, one of them was a, a, a joint that we did um, for. Uh, Witness my growth. It was oh, called uh, uh it was called concrete concrete eyes. Okay. 
And he was just up in that studio, man. But yeah, you know, um, yeah, a lot of good music, a lot of great weed smoke, a lot of great, you know, conversation. Yeah, he's dope. <clears throat> One of the best. Yeah. No, he's he was a friend. Mm-hmm. He wasn't super close. I wasn't like a friend friend, but we was like cool with each other. Yeah. Like we talk and stuff. And I remember when he um yeah, he moved out here. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, he came out here and then uh-huh. he was kind of sick. Like I just knew something was happening. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah, we sick. yeah, we kicked it out here when he had moved out here. Yeah. Me, him and uh uh Dave and Y. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Dave and Y. It's okay. another one of my peoples. I, you know a lot of people. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. That's feel. really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he um helped me not be afraid to fly. Because, oh yeah. Yeah, I was flying a lot and I was going to Atlanta for I visit friends or something. And I was like, now I love flying. Like mm. I'm on that plane. Even if it's turbulence, I'm just like, Oh, this sucks, but fuck it. Yeah. Like, we're gonna get somewhere. Oh, that's dope. He uh yeah. how'd you overcome that? <laughs> I was um yeah, because I was like just talking to him, and he was here. Mm-hmm. And I think he was, like, roommates with Common or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, I was like, yeah, I got to go to Michigan. I'm about to, like, throw up right now. You know, because I was getting anxiety, and basically oh, yeah. I would throw up. I would get in that bag, like, in that nasty little bag. Ah, uh, like, people th- actually throw up in that me, bag. I threw up in that bag. <laughs> okay. I threw up in, like, three or four. I never seen, I never oh, seen it happen. Oh, it is terrible. Okay. It folds like a lunch bag. <laughs> yeah. And it has a place you secure it. It's terrible. I'm sorry. That's TMI. But he was like, um, oh, you know, the only, t- you know, when you're in the sky, that's the only time nobody can really um, contact you. You just are in your own thoughts, and you're completely taken care of, and you can just chill. Mm. And I was like, huh, word. Yeah. And then after that, I kind of looked at it differently. It really helped me. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, I, man, he was the first person to, like, ever pay me to do a verse. What up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo. I mean, and I, that was the first time I ever got paid. He actually paid me, like, a G. Nice. And, uh, because he had got in contact with, like, T3 and was just like, Yo, man, I want to put him on this project I'm doing called uh, Welcome to Detroit. <sighs> And um, yeah, I was in high school when I came out. And he was just like, "Yo, uh, I guess he told three to like, like hook up a drum beat." And so I just I rapped to like just some drums, and we sent it to Dilla, and Dilla just like made a whole track out of it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't use three's drums, but he used his own, and just made like a whole beat. So I didn't hear, I didn't even hear the beat until the whole thing was done. How'd you do that? Uh, uh, we well, I recorded it in a, a T3 uh, apartment at the time. He had like a little setup, mm-hmm. so yeah, I just I just wrote to the drum the drums he laid down. Yeah. And then before I knew it, it was like boom, it's done. And he threw me a check, and I'm like, damn, a G, like it was dope. Uh, how'd that feel to get paid for your work? <sighs> Man, I. I mean, it was ill. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It was like, it, I mean, it, everything was like, first of all, like at that time, I wasn't really online like that. So I didn't really know what was going on. And people tell me around that time when they heard that song and they heard me on that song, that people was just like, man, who was that? Who yeah, was that? Who was that? Sure. You know, people from like North Carolina would tell me this, like New York, like everywhere. 
But I didn't even know it had that effect like that. Like, you know, I was just having fun with my peoples. And, um, you know, I was I was happy to do a, a record. I was happy that Dilla called me to do a record, you know, because Dilla, like, around that time, he even at that time, he was, like, legendary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, bet. So I was just happy to just do a song. And then when he paid me that G, I was just like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um. But yeah, yeah, that was that was that was fun. I just remember like me, YG, Dwelle, uh, T three, QD. Like I just remember all the people. Like like we be all up in the car or something. Like yeah. just banging it. Like everybody like almost like some you know break your neck, bust the rhymes type shit. Everybody yeah. in the car like going back and forth, <laughs> heading to the pool spot. Like we was just playing it over and over again. Everybody was just excited. Actually, yeah. it was pretty dope. That's amazing. Yeah, and um, I was bumping that shit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and sure. I, I remember, I remember Dilla hit me up. Uh, one day he hit me up like, like I get in and I get like three like like voice messages from Dilla, and I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. still living with my my peoples, and uh, he like, yo, yo, like first when I, I go through it, he like, yo, 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 hit me up, man, I got some no, got some news for you, man. I'm like, okay, cool. So I hit I, I hit the other voice, man. He like, yo, yo, hey, hit me when you get in, man. <laughs> He's you know like, what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know. The third one, like, hey, boy, hey, 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 man, hit me up, man. Hey, I got some. So I'm like, yo, he, you know, that ain't like Dilla. If you know Dilla, he not about to leave no voicemails, and uh, he wasn't quick to leave voicemails like that. So I, I reached out to him, and he had told me that, um, you know, uh, Dr. Dre was interested in meeting me from the like Welcome to Detroit. Yeah song you know what i'm saying and so he kind of wanted to come down and like kick it with dilla but he also like mentioned that to dilla yeah. so dilla mentioned it to me that is that is some yeah good it was dope it was it, it it didn't happen for whatever reason sure. he came down and you know whatever happened happened but it was just dope to know that that song reached somebody like uh, uh, dr dre and i didn't even know it i didn't even know it was that big like that it yeah. was just i was just doing something i was just having fun I was doing what I do. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Do what you do. <laughs> <laughs> do what you do. Thank you. <laughs> what? So, so what was it like? Um, what was that transition? So you were solo, or were you kind of like with this group, or what was the deal? Uh. Oh man. Um. So yeah, I was. I had a group called FOD back in the day. Right. I mentioned it. Um. I fell out with. We we was a part of this crew called Biochemists, mm-hmm. and I fell out with the guy who ran the whole thing. Uh, we did a show at St. Andrews Hall, and I hated it. I hated this show so bad because um, the guy, I you know, I, I was always the type to speak up, you know okay. what I'm saying? We were uh we were we were we we were practicing at in the in the backyard of my friend Fest Rock Spot and the guy wanted us to do the thriller dance, you know, in the show. Really? Yeah, uh-huh. so he wanted us to do the whole thriller, like you the know whole it, thing? the whole court, you know, like the sliding the foot and, and smacking rap? the No, nah, just dancing, like us all of us doing that routine on stage, you know what I'm saying? Why? Sliding you exactly, right? And so nobody's saying anything. And I'm like, uh-uh. I'm like, no, nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing but that. But y'all, but 
so 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 yeah, we didn't end up doing that, but because biochemist was something like a Wu Tang where you had like FOD and you had another group named Deep and you had like you know the the leader, his, you know he he was a solo act and we had another solo act, another solo act. Um, when they would do something, I thought was questionable. I want. I said something because I'm like, yo, y'all kind of like reflect me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the leader is like, hey man, you know, let them do what they doing on they set. I'm like, okay, cool. So I let people do what they did sure. on they set. The day of the show, they did it and it sucked, and I was mad, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the at the end of the whole thing, I was like, yo, you know. I'm done with y'all niggas. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm over this. It's, it's, I can't do this no more. And and a lot of people like followed my man because he he was like a promo like he like people hired him to do promotions. You know what I'm saying? Like labels. You know, so he would have like the 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 record label contacts or whatever. He'll put up the posters. You know, on the street. He was part of like a street team. So everybody felt like they can get on through him. But I'm like, man, he ain't the only person that. You know, I can get on any any kind of way. I don't really need him to do that. And so when I tried to leave, my crew stayed, and I ended up leaving by myself. And oh, that's okay. how I ended up becoming, like, a solo artist. Oh. Yeah, so and then I did a I did an EP with a guy, a, a DJ named House Shoes, and a guy named um, uh, Magnetic, a DJ. Nice, yeah. And I did an EP called Out of Focus, and that's... How I became a solo artist. So you artist. did it with both of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize you did. I know how shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just dope. Good looking, and um, yeah. So that's how I was kind of forced to be in a solo artist because my crew wouldn't leave with me. Good shit. Yeah, and then um, but after that, I got into a couple other groups. I was a part of a group called Breakfast Club, and uh, <laughs> and the funny part about this is. Um, the Breakfast Club was working out the same studio as Slum. Okay. And and the Breakfast Club did a song with Slum called Friday Night. It was it was T three and by ten at the time. Dilla wasn't on there. But yeah, the Breakfast Club was like, you know, Dwelle was in the Breakfast Club. Okay. I was in the Breakfast Club. So <laughs> okay. it was um but they was like an extension, you know what I'm saying? Like it was it was me and and two other dudes who was like really like the faces. Okay. Um the guy who signed Slum, uh, R.J. Rice, took a liking to the Breakfast Club, and he wanted to work with us. But I was the only one with a job, and everybody else was just kind of like doing whatever. Mm. Because he didn't see me around like that, he told the other dudes, he was like, man, y'all got to kick him out, man. Y'all got to kick that dude out. And so they had a conversation with me when they got on the phone with me and kicked me out the group. And so I was a solo artist again at the oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> but I started the Breakfast Club. Like, oh. I, I started the whole thing. Like, I started, like, like the, I, I named us. I, I came up with the idea yeah. the whole nine. And they, like, kicked me out because, huh. you know, uh, the, the head of Barack Records wanted to, felt, felt like he was trying to make it seem like he was going to sign them. And, Without um, you though, they're like everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, bam, solo artist, and right. then I got into another group called Nine to Five with my man Nick Speed and this dude named Majestic Legend. Nice. And then from there is when I started working with YG and we did something, and boom, I got in the slum. But um, right. but that's funny. Like I ended up making my way to slum and being around R.J. Rice, <laughs> but. 
RJ Rice didn't want me in the group with a not a a, a, a breakfast club, but I ended up being in a group with Slum. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of wild. Well, that's good. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, it's just <laughs> how it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Slum Village was cool, mm-hmm. and then um, so how long were you with with Slum Village? Uh, like I say, it was 2000. I think I want to say 2001 to like 20, maybe 2010. Okay. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, let's see. We had uh, we had Trinity. We had uh, Detroit Deli. We had Both a very great projects. Um, we had the self-titled album. Um, Villa Manifesto, and we had like what, uh, Dirty District, and mm-hmm. a couple mixtapes. Yeah, I did a bunch of shit. Yeah, I can see all the covers. Yeah, that was what was on our our rotation. Oh, word, word. Yeah, word. we would just sit like in the. This is um, I mean, shit. Pretty much from high school until I left when I was twenty two. So that's like, we because you guys were always dropping projects. Yeah. So we would yeah like. Get some weed, sit in the, <laughs> sit in the right. car, doing the same shit, bumping yeah. it, open the trunk. And I had this Corsica, this little white Corsica, and I put a sound system in it. Mm-hmm. So it would be like banging. Oh, yeah. Like, banging that shit. Our neighbors was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's yeah, dope. That's it was dope. Cool, me and my sisters. Yeah. And friends and stuff. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm, really I'm glad cool. somebody felt it. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was really beautiful music. Really, yeah, you're a great uh, words. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, and then, so you came here after working with Slum? Nah, 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 not necessarily. Um, uh, I was in Detroit for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, probably like maybe, maybe like four years. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe like four, maybe three or four years. And then I started moving around after that. So how many solo projects do you have? Oh, man. Um, I have uh, Europass, uh, Witness My Growth, The Preface. Uh, I always thought it was The Preface. Yeah, everybody thinks that. <laughs> yeah, until, like, today I learned. Yeah, everybody thinks that. Uh, yeah, The Preface, um, Lead Poison, uh, Jericho Jackson. I might be leaving one out. That's six. Yeah, I might, I might be leaving. Okay. Might, probably like a mixtape or something. I don't sure. know. Yeah. Okay. All right. So do you, what have you been working on in the last couple of years since, like, being in L.A.? Because you're working with a whole new group of people now, I assume. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I, I like to work with, like, new talent. Um, You know, like, like, like Bombay to Realist. Uh, um, uh, J.R. Swift's. You know what I'm saying? Uh, new producers. Mm-hmm. Um, I love working with 14KT. You know, 14KT's dope. I've just been working on music. You know what I'm saying? Like, like trying to trying to stack up music so I can do it the right way. You know, I'm putting it yeah. up under my label. Yeah. What's the name of your label? Uh, Glow 365. Glow 365. Yeah. Can you tell me about that album you did with Sam? With yeah, Will yeah, Sessions yeah. Out of uh, see, that's just that's another one. That's I think that's the one I. I left out. Uh, Elmatic. Okay. Elmatic. <laughs> That's yeah. the one. Tell me how about could I leave that out? Um, well, how I started was I was on tour with Fat Cat and uh and 
and and uh, house shoes, and we were in a hostel. And house shoes was like, yo, man, because he knew I was a Nas fan. Yeah. You know, I love Nas. I, I I love that Illmatic album. And he was just like, man, you know what you should do, man? Like, you should, you should, uh, you should redo uh Illmatic and call it Illmatic. Yeah. And I was like, man, that is kind of dope. House shoes came up with the idea. Yeah, yeah, house shoes came up with what that up? idea. All right. Yeah. And so, um, but his idea was like just rap over the instrumentals. You sure. know what I'm saying? And so I did that. I, I probably like laid down maybe like three or four of those. But then we kind of sat on the idea for a minute. And then uh, I just had like an idea like, man, what if I like got like a live band? So I reached out to like Sam and the rest is history. Yeah. We, we, uh, I told him about the idea. He dug it. And he allowed me to be a part of the process of like, you know, uh, arranging some of the music and, and incorporating my ideas and everything. And so. Sam's a trumpet player. Well, he plays trombone. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Does he play trumpet or trombone? I know he plays the horn, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think he plays the trumpet, actually. But I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. He, he's good at what he look. does, I'm man. Look it up on my phone, because okay. Right. He's good at what he does. Um, okay, hold on. I'm looking up. It's Will Sessions. Yeah, because I was like, um, he's friends of mine, and uh, I went to a couple of his events in Detroit, and they're like the funk, like funk nights. Yeah, yeah. So that's where band. I, yeah, that's where I found out about him. So like, did you perform with him in the band? Yeah, yeah. It was it was one night. It it was one night that uh you know me and Fat Cat performed with him. And that's how I got to know them. But they, man, they was turning it out every every month. Like, they had a funk night. And mad people was coming to the funk night every month. Yeah, that shit was crazy. And uh, they just impressed me, man. You know, like, we had, I think they had played Cold Still or something. Like, me and mm-hmm. Fat Cat had a song called Cold Still off of one of his albums. And, uh... I performed with them and and I was impressed. And I, when I thought about live instrumentation, they was the first people I thought about. Yeah. And no, we, this shit is we, super fun. Yeah, they they yeah they dope. All right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we did that record, and then you know I had like a like like when we did "Life's a Bitch," like I had like a a, a idea to end the song. Like the original song, like the Gap Band, yeah. And so we incorporate they incorporated that idea, yeah. And then from there, we was trying to figure out who would sing on there. And my manager at the time knew uh knew Stokely from uh Mid Condition, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and so I don't know how he pulled it off, but yeah. he got Stokely to like sing the the Gap Band part. Of the joint. I mean, you know, you guys are really great musicians. I'm sure that's why. Oh uh, yeah, know, you man. Be involved in something like that. Yeah, it was dope. Because I mean, it was like it. DJ Premier. People were talking about that album. Yeah, 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 yeah. DJ Premier was talking about it. Uh, Pete Rock, yeah. like Pete Rock, actually put a post up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, put up a post. Uh, the world is yours. The uh, the Elmatic version yeah. on his uh, IG. Nice. That was yesterday too. That's crazy. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, big ups to Pete, um, man. That's my Yeah, peoples. they're amazing. What's up, Pete? Yeah. Love your work. <laughs> That's really cool. So what's it been like, you know, like you have a really great following. You do really great work. And for a lo- so long um, in your career now, like 
What do you want to do? What's um, next? Uh, sure. I just want to put out some more great records. Uh, maybe, maybe start a clothing line, write a couple books, do some videos or some, uh, some movies, some little short films or something mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah. You're in the place to do it. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Some of that yeah. stuff is in the works as we speaking, so, you know, I'm just being patient and putting the work in. And so you have some uh, music coming out really soon in the next Mm-mm. year, or what's that look like? Yeah, it's, it's, it should be out. Some music should be out this year for sure. Okay. Um, I got I got one record that I got done, and now I'm just working on this next one. Okay. You know, so I'm just stacking up pretty much. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, it must be so, I don't know. It it seems like it would be really cool to be in your position because you get to work with kind of like who you want to work with. Right. Do you find that? Uh, You know, um, for the most part, I mean, it is some people that I would love to work with that who? I haven't Tell yet. Tell me who. I mean, who, I mean, who don't want to work with Jay-Z? Yeah. <laughs> You know, like like Jay Z is definitely somebody. Um, maybe like a Tom York or something like that. Oh yeah. You know. I hope y'all work together. Yeah, me too. Right. Me too. Excuse like my me, friend Tom Mike. York. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of I got a lot of friends named Mike, but yeah, uh, but my friend Michael bug out if he heard me and Tom York on a record. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, I'm such a fan of Radiohead. Um, They're so dope. Who are some of your influences? Uh, Slick Rick, Rakim, uh, Nas, uh, Stevie Wonder, jo- uh, George Clinton, mm-hmm. um, Robert Rodriguez, uh, Tarantino, um, Jeff Coons. Um. Yeah, the list goes on, man. Mm-hmm. The list goes on. Do you have any advice for young MCs? Uh. Yeah, I do actually. Like, if you do, you should do music if you if 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 your heart is into it, because you gotta understand. Um. You know, to get a microphone is a light. Stand on top of a soapbox and and be able to like say whatever you want to say and uh, and I and look man it's I, it's about fun too but it's also about being responsible I didn't know that at first and so um yeah man you should you know when you get in front of this mic man have something to say you know what I'm saying um and not only that but um it's not easy man. Like this industry is not easy, so you know you gotta be willing to put your put your all into it and grind. You know what I'm saying? Cause, cause yeah, I mean sometimes it happens overnight, but most times it don't. So it's a lot of grinding and being patient and 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 staying true to your craft. That's what I like to say to them. Have you dealt with a lot of rejection in your career? Uh, yeah. Um. Especially in the beginning, yeah. Like, uh, I remember being mad young, and I, I used to um, go to this record store called Damon's Records, and I remember like rapping in front of Heavy D, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was rapping in front of Heavy D or whatever. Oh, um, I had to be like, like maybe like 12, 13. Okay. And I'm rapping in front of Heavy D with my peoples. Like, and um, Fest Rock was there too. And you know we got the 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 number to the to the manager like after that, but it, I think it might have been like I don't know if it was the wrong number. I can't remember what it. Nothing never panned out. Okay. And then I remember um, I remember cutting like a like a demo, and I remember like being at this spot, and Jam Master Jay was in a limo, and he uh, as soon as he hopped out the limo, I like passed him like my demo tape <laughs> yeah. or whatever. I don't think he ever heard that. Um, you know, um, I, I, you know, I, I was on a couple labels or whatever like that, but um, I'm, you know, I've been rejected from a few labels before, and I, I think that's part of what made me want to start my own label. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so I figure, I figure, yeah. I figured I'd do it like Jay Z. I heard, I heard Jay Z got rejected from a bunch of labels too. Yeah. So he started Rockefeller. So yeah, I just was following the footsteps of Jay. Have you met him? I I didn't meet him, but I was in the same room with him one time. <laughs> Why didn't you meet him? Um, I don't know, man. You're like, shy? like, nah, not really. It was more like uh, we was in New York City, a slum, and uh, Eminem had like a uh, kind of like a listening party, but it was like private. But because we knew Paul Rosenberg, we was able to get up in that listening party. And in that listening party was, uh, you know, you had Pharaoh, you had, I think you might have had Jay Ruta Damager, Premier was there. Nice. Jay-Z was there, a couple other people. And uh, I just remember seeing him in the back, like, standing. Like, he had, like, a, a Kango or something, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, at the time, I was like, then that's Jay-Z. But... I hadn't seen, like, Eminem and I don't know how long, so I just kicked it with Eminem sure, the whole yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's the only reason well, why I ain't step over to him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it'll happen but one day. But he knows your work, yeah. yeah it'll sure. happen one day, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So you like working indie, or you want to do the um, the big boys? I don't know. <laughs> the big that boys? The uh, <laughs> Is that pause, what y'all call first it? of all. <laughs> you want to do, do the, the big, big boys? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Uh, I gotta eat something. I'm like fucking brain dead over here. Um, no, so the major labels. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, you know what? If it's right, you know what I'm saying. I think majors are the major labels are different now in comparison to how they were back in the day. How? Um, they were willing to do more. Like they were willing to, um, you know, uh, give out more money. Mm-hmm. You know, for the cause. Um, they were even willing to like, you know, uh, help you be marketable. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays you gotta, they expect you to come with everything. Like you're supposed to have a look already. Um, you're supposed to have like somewhat of a fan base through like, you know, views or whatever. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's not the same. I, I guess you can make it work for you. Sure. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of people right now, what they do is, you know, they have their own label and then have a major, like, be the distribution. Okay. And so, yeah, I would probably do that. That's better for you? Mm-hmm. Way better. Yeah. We'll do what works. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 but Capital was dope. I mean, yeah. with Slum Capital was like, 
it was just crazy. It was just how we was just moving around. I mean, but then at the end, when you realize that you paying for all that shit, then it's just like, ah. So, yes, right. So it's kind of like a loan in a, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you eat. they got you eating at like all these five-star restaurants. <laughs> like you know what I'm time. saying? All the time. You flying yeah. everywhere. You doing all this great stuff. And then at the end, you kind of stuck with the bill. And yeah. I, I didn't like that. How, how old were you when you were with them? Um, well, with Slum Village, so you were in your 20s? Yeah, I was in my 20s. Yeah, yeah. they get you when you're young. Yeah, they definitely do. I'll I, I tell you that. But, yeah. but yeah, it was it was a great experience, man, like coming back and forth here and like just seeing the world for the first time. Yeah, y'all was, y'all was killing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was really dope. Like, um, like when I was bartending, I told you, like when I was bartending, I always had one of your songs on the on the playlist. Yeah. And, and people knew what it was. They fuck with it heavy. You oh, know? okay. Yeah, and a lot of my friends who are DJs, what's up, Jason Tormos? They they play, if I got walk in a room, it's like a Detroit set. It's such good vibes. Oh, nice. I love your music so much. I'm nice. so happy Nice, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I I, I, I just sure. remember, I remember when the D wasn't really getting love like that from mm-hmm. uh, from out of the city. Yeah. And so it's cool to see that. Yeah, I think that's probably a legacy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably why I was tripping. Like, why are y'all digging the digging the music like Hell that? Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's cool. 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 Nice. Yeah, thanks, I appreciate dude. it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we can wrap it up. Wrap it. Okay. You leaving that in? Information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll leave it in. <laughs> I'll leave it in. Okay. I wasn't going to, but uh, fuck it, this is real life. Okay. Yeah, well, thanks for joining me. Um, yeah, keep doing your work. I'm a fan. We're going to be listening out for you. Is there anything that you want to plug or talk about before we wrap her up, B? Uh, I mean, you know, you, you know, uh, social media, you can follow me, uh, L-Z-I-E-L-Z-H-I, that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, music, oh, you look like you bought the... <laughs> I have to pee. Don't, don't. I'm just dancing. <laughs> it's just, oh. <laughs> I'm I was cut drinking all this coffee. No, take your time. I got bladder still. I was drinking coffee and like, I was kind of nervous to interview you. Yeah. You couldn't pick up on that? Nah, nah, I could I was like, oh, let me, uh. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, just be on the lookout, man. I'm going to have music coming out this year and, you know. I plan to do my thing this year, so peep me. Check me out. Okay. All yeah. across the interwebs. Elzai. Word, word. Elzai. Word. Elzai.com.edu slash GOV. Thanks that, a lot that for right coming there. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, you, thank yeah, you, yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you. All right. Until next week, fucking rejects. Meow.
reject 